Top of the morning, you perfect platypuses. It's Chappie, your British butler. Keep calm and cauliflower cheese. 189. And I need some matchsticks to keep the eyelids open. I was awoken in the middle of the night with a bump. Sadly, not that sort of bump. It was actually a searing alarm going off. We'll be delving into that a little bit later on today. A knight came and rescued me. He didn't have a suit of armor, but he did have a tall belt and uh, was wearing night attire, uh, strangely enough. But you know what? Waking up with a start in the middle of the night is never pleasant. Uh, So if I sound a little bit tired, uh, I've set up myself a PG Tips drip. So one side is PG Tips and the other side is Yorkshire tea. We're going to try that. Then we'll try some coffee. I just made start eating the Kenko out of the jar this morning. And that's how tired. I don't know, it's, I had like sort of tinnitus ringing in my ears for several hours afterwards. And I, I don't know how, when you've got ears the size of a corgi, I don't know how the poor deer cope with the whole situation. But we went outside and um, waited and waited and waited to get back into the turrets uh, here at Chappie Tower. So you have to forgive me if I'm a little lackadaisical today. I'll try to rev myself up. I'm like an old, uh, like an old, like 1940s car here that probably needs to be wound up. You know how you have to use to start the cars by winding them up? That's me. And I think I may be a quarter wound at the moment. I certainly need something to, to wind the spring and get things moving a little bit quicker this morning. But hope you're doing well. It's absolutely a beautiful day here. And I think uh, you lovely people around the world, I know uh, in the UK they've got some lovely weather at the moment, a little bit of a heat wave. Here in Colorado, uh, beautiful weather. We need the rain though, we need the rain. I heard though that the the snowpack, that's basically the the mountain snow that accumulates during the course of the winter. This is the quickest it's ever melted in the history. So it's gonna be a very smoky, sad affair, probably with uh, wildfires through the course of the uh, the summer. So there we go. I'll be smoked in my closet with the marijuana and I'll be uh, smoked outside probably as well. Let's hope not, because it's absolutely awful, these, uh, these, uh, these terrible wildfires going on here. But here we are, another Friday. Hope I'm easing you into your uh, delightful little Friday here. As I said, I've got two drips set up, one with Yorkshire tea, one with PG chips. I need somebody to squeeze my tea bags a little bit, though. Just give them a little bit of a... Come on, just give them a little bit of a squeeze. No, not that hard. Just, yeah, grab both at the same time. Try to get the essence of the caffeine and all those tannings through the drip into both sides of me here, because that's what I need. I think I need a double whammy, a double concoction here. So gently caress those bags. Perfect, I think you've got it now. I'm feeling a little bit more awake, so thank you very much for doing that. I really, really do find you a wonderful audience. Thank you for supporting this show through all its ups and downs. Probably more downs than ups, but you know what? A roller coaster will always go up again unless you go off the rails and uh, suffer a, a fate worse than death. Um, anyway, today on the show, we've got some of our more delightful features. Uh, we've got some more very British problems, uh, official. They're on Twitter. Absolutely fantastic. Really gets to the heart of all matters that affect British people. 
And uh, you know, I, I, I suddenly found that by looking at this, how much the Brits do whine. It's sort of a snarkiness though. There's a jokiness to it as well, I would say. And we have some rape my plate where people basically take pictures there of their abominations on a plate. There's not really very good presentation when it comes to presenting your plate of food. And there's some absolute monstrosities. And we try to describe it in an audio fashion and uh, as best we can. And uh, talk about some of the comments that people make about other people's plates. And they are quite cutting. I mean, you're basically cutting somebody down with a machete over last night's dinner. Uh, and uh, luckily the UK did pass a law that you can't glue your any body parts or appendages to anything when you're protesting. Uh, this is uh, quite reassuring news because apparently James Cromwell, I think he's played the president in a few, sh few shows, he's in succession. He glued his hands to the counter at Starbucks because the oat milk apparently was more expensive than the, than the cow milk or the cow juice as Jeremy Clarkson would call it. I mean, what a way to do it. I mean, I don't know if you've ever stuck your fingers together with uh, with Gorilla Glue or Super Glue or anything like that. It's pretty painful, you know. I don't know if I'd want that. And I don't think any of the uh, various syrups or pumps and squirts that you can get behind the counter at Starbucks would ease the pressure of having your stu hand stuck to the counter. Now, if I was, if, if this was my last day before I went to jail, I think I wouldn't mind having my hand stuck to a pan of chocolat. Maybe two pan of chocolats just before I go in the clinker would be absolutely perfect. I was going to nibble away at those and probably lick my hands for an eternity. Okay, coming along the way today, we may or may not be talking about, and again, these are not carved into the stones of Moses. They're not etched into the landscape like Stonehenge. Uh, these may come and go. They may appear on the show. They may not appear on the show. It's like a lucky dip. It's basically putting your hand in a load of gunk and hoping a conger eel doesn't bite your fingers. Um, anyway, I did describe uh, dating my girlfriend, uh, the, current, <laughs> the current girlfriend, because probably after saying this, I'm surprised. And you'll get to know if, if, she, if she's still with me after saying this. I described her similar to a golf swing and we'll be exploring that a little bit later uh also why there should be no gym advertising at the movie theater i saw somebody who had possibly the worst start to a monday that i've ever seen as well i saw an old spy trick when i was walking around the other day and i was thinking what's it a spider uh, slinking around in the shadows here in colorado but there's an old spy trick that i noticed uh when i was on my walk the other day um, and as I mentioned, are the British too snarky and grumpy for tailgating? Um, also, the thoughts of maybe uh, chirotherapy or ice baths, they're very, very popular at the moment as well. A lot of people are talking about them. Um, but, uh, but maybe a problem that nobody's uh, thought about when it comes to the common or guarding ice bath, if you're cutting the top of a barrel. I mean, I did hear about people who, who get these whiskey barrels and they basically, um, they, they order these online. There's sometimes a little bit of scotch in there, so you can have a little scotch party before you have your ice bath. And you make this uh, whiskey barrel uh, into uh, your ice bath. So you're basically, you know, you're in with the whiskey and the ice. Sadly, it's not neat, though. Um, and that's what you're doing. You're, you're making yourself into some sort of uh, common or garden, literally in the garden, 
with the ice bath cocktail. Also, never tell a doctor a diagnosis. You don't want to make it easy on them. You don't want to make it easy on them. You make it want to be a little bit like guess who. You know, with the guy with the bald head and the glasses, and you got the blonde girl and the red head. I mean, things are a lot more diverse these days, thank God. You know, it's not just uh, baldy white men. Um, also, I had a dream of catching. Yes, a dream of catching the other day. What does it mean? A brave man running in jeans. Uh, nobody has smart enough clothes anymore for the Kentucky Derby. Yes, the Kentucky Derby was last Saturday and I saw a lot of people posting on Instagram. But nobody's smart enough anymore as well. Uh, and also, is there already always somebody designated to make the statement, that is awesome? Um, also, I did get back into the gym. I don't know if we'll be talking about that today or tomorrow. I recorded my my last moments of posterity before I entered the gym one more, once more and sweat everything out. And, you know, being a hairier man, I think I sweat a little bit more. It's a bit of a problem. Uh, can we invent Surrey with intonation as well? Can we do that as well? Before the end of the show, can we have cereal intonation? Please, Tim Apple. So first up on the podcast today, weird stuff Americans do that they don't know is weird. And first on the Oki here, displaying their flags everywhere. Americans are notoriously patriotic, but visitors from outside the country don't understand the abundance of red, white, and blue. Now, I don't think this is true. Avoiding the doctor. Some say Americans take the latter half of an apple a day and keep the doctor away too literally. But instead of a normal apple, it's a toffee apple coated with more sugar and then battered. Uh, avoiding healthcare visits, checkups because there's something wrong and you don't have the money to pay for the treatment. Well, that's very, very true. God bless the National Health Service. God bless Universal Healthcare. Uh, toilet stalls with big gaps. While Americans think large gaps below and around the doors of toilet stalls are perfectly fine, how else do you pass the toilet paper to each other? Residents outside the US recoil in horror. Your toilets are too low down the stairs. They have massive gaps around the door so people can see in. You can see put a man on the moon, but you can't design a setup whereby you can take a dump in comfortable privacy. However, there's valid reasons behind the structural deficiency according to mental floss. The gaps allow enough visibility for people to determine occupancy or whether any untoward public behavior is occurring. I don't want to see somebody jacking off. I've had somebody like above me at a train station doing their business watching me on the bathroom. I mean, you know, when you're taking a pop, you don't want somebody watching you. So I don't want any gaps there. Sweet bread. Americans love their bread, whether it comes in sandwich form or buns. Non-Americans say it tastes more like a dessert at a pastry shop than anything else. Naming all of those side effects in medication ads. Oh yes, you're watching your favorite show on TV when an advertisement for an allergy medication comes up. It's all sunshine and rainbows frolicking through the fields with a voiceover firing over all the dangerous reactions. Your nose may fall off. Your finger, little pinky, may shrink a little bit more. Uh, it may affect your ability to get an erection oh dear crippling student debt graduating from college only to be burdened with thousands of dollars owing in student loans i come from a place with free university education which has its drawbacks but the fact you can make such a huge life-altering decision at 17 is considered normal and you're paying off your debt when you're 85 banning kinder eggs for child safety those delightful orange and white foil wrapped chocolate eggs have been banned in the u.s for decades thanks to the law that dates back to the 1938 forget the little toys it's the white and beautiful beautiful 
milk chocolate that comes with a kinder. It's like it's like the reverse. It's like the vice versa of chocolate. Unpaid maternity leave. Putting lots of ice in drinks. You know what? I have become converted. I do like ice in my drinks. Tipping waiters. Americans balk at the idea of tipping their waiters less than 15% of the bill, but the entire practice is frowned upon and considered rude in other countries. The love of pickles. Americans love their brine-soaked cucumbers. And not just the cu- burgers. I mean, you don't want to soak your cucumber in brine, really. I mean, it gets all dry and crusty and you need lots of moisturiser. Sonic Drive-In made headlines in 2018 when it debuted its pickle juice slush. Pickles, your hidden love for pickles. I've been in the States for eight years and you guys give pickles with everything. Pride tags that don't include tax. Uh, drinking lots of coffee. Americans are infamous for Danny more than average. Well, I've got a two drips with uh, big old Yorkshire tea bags and PG tips so I can hardly talk not using the metric system. Yes, I spent probably 13, 14 years learning the metric system to come to America and never having to use it again. Free refills and large portions, non-Americans are all what constitutes normalcy at American fast food joints, particularly large cup sizes and unlimited uh, limited supply of a huge portion size. The way they write the date, it's all back to front. It's a little bit Australian, isn't it? It's all a bit down under. Expecting their kids to move out at 18. Asking people about their jobs. I don't think my mother ever thought I was going to move out. She thought I'd be 35. I'd be like Timothy. I'd be like Ronnie, Ronnie Corbett in Timothy. Uh, as Timothy, and I think, the, I think it was the show Sorry. He lived with his mama. You know, sometimes that does sound rather appealing. Asking people about their jobs. Being able to vote but not drink. Yeah, you can vote for president at 18, but you can't drink till you're 21. I mean, I think recently, some of you know, you probably, after making your vote choice, you'd want to get rather intoxicated in recent times. Customer service culture, thinking that they don't have an accent. I mean, everybody thinks their own accent is normal, but I've met Americans who think that they have no accent, like theirs is the baseline somehow. Spending money to do their taxes. Americans agonize over forms and receipts that tax season rolls in and they hire somebody else to do it. Well, I certainly would, but I have the mathematic skills of an amoeba. Identifying themselves using their heritage. When somebody asks you where you're from, do you automatically respond with American or do you deep dive into the ancestry and origins? Americans will say they're Italian, German, Polish, and of course, favorite of all, Irish. Putting their babies in daycare when it's absolutely exorbitant. Fraternities and sororities, explaining Greek life in college, wherever I'm abroad makes me realize how bizarre it is. Sororities and fraternities are portrayed as integral, if somewhat notorious part of the American college experience uh, in movies and television. Well, it's no worse than a bullying club at uh, Oxford University, as opposed where people decide to have sex with pigs. Um, Also, eating dessert for breakfast. Yes, I know, I, I like myself a nice savoury breakfast. Breakfast is the most important meal of the day, but it doesn't necessarily mean you should begin your day with over half your re- recommended sugar intake, referring to generic items by their brand names. The one I really don't understand, though, is tailgating. When you basically decide to have a barbecue right next to a big char- a truck packed with petrol, and it's all dirty, and everybody's wearing baggy shirts and uh, and football shirts and back to front hats and everything else it's all dirty and you're out there in a parking lot one of the dirtiest places of all having a tailgate 
So I'm in a mild amount of trouble, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, so I describe my girlfriend like a golf swing. Now, I mean, what do you mean by a golf swing? Is it, is, do I describe it like the overextended bend of the knees? Or do I, ex- do I try to compare my girlfriend to how I have to stick my butt out during the, because you can never stick your bottom out enough during the golf swing. Am I describing her like a sticking out bottom? No, because you have to bend at the waist as well. Am I describing uh, my girlfriend having a soft grip or a firm grip? No. Uh, little idiosyncrasies, it's the idiosyncrasies, it's the movement of the feet, it's all the, like, the, it's all the swing thoughts that you need to have. Like I do think, well, you know what, uh, when I make the bed, don't put the labels on her side, because the labels on her side of the bed drives her absolutely insane. That's why all of you send your labels into Chappie Towers here in Colorado. Every label you have, pack it into an envelope and send it your way. We could have a whole, you know, get a hat full of, of, of labels that I could scatter all over the bed. Like, you know, for many people, uh, flowers are romantic, but I think scattering labels over her side of the bed uh, could be quite interesting. Uh, well, it'd probably go off like an atomic bomb or something. I don't think that would be very, very good, would it? And also, um, I, I feel like I'm, it's like cutting the grass at home, how father has to have the stripes all lined up uh, with the bedding. The stripes have to be lined up the same way, the top sheet and the bottom sheet. If it's not, you have to make the bed all over again. But she'll leave her bed unmade for an entire day. Now, where's the sense in that? Rick Riley in the LA Times talked about speed golf in the week. He said, you have no idea the sacrifices I make for you people, the reader of the LA Times. Take speed golf. This is taking a sport a lot of people hate and making it worse. No, says Wesley Cup, a world champion speedster. We took golf and made it into a sport. Okay, it's fine if your idea of sport is to tee off at 5.30am and play golf like you're double parked and be done by 6.30 so you can get back, shower up and be work at 8 o'clock. But it isn't the whole point of golf to miss all of that. I hear that a lot, says Garland Smith. My buddies say, Garland, you're killing me. I need my wife to think Saturday golf takes eight hours. Uh, But the writer agreed to try it. He met at 5.15 a.m. at Chester Washington Golf Course in Los Angeles. Uh, By we, I mean insane chisel-faced fitness freaks. Um, The starter at Chester Washington lets them go sprinting off first about 15 minutes before the sun rises. For the first hole or two, they use glowing balls. I drove slit eyes while I scarfed down my breakfast of Hot Pocket. Those fitness addicts did not like it. And I made it in time in the parking lot. I met Smith and hated him immediately. His 56-year-old surfer looked 46. Worse still, he kept talking about how much fun I was about to have. Speed golf is perfect to keep your game sharp. Get in some cardio and get on with life's requirements. I had questions. Why are we doing this? Because you're going to feel so great getting in your car, having worked out and played 18 holes while cars are just pulling to start up their rounds. Speed golf is like regular golf. You have to wait until the ball stops rolling and putt everything and rake the bunkers, but it's not regular golf. You wear workout gear. You carry streamlined golf bag with no more than six clubs. I would never work that. I need 20 clubs at least. You, um, also, you only carry a six iron. If the ball goes out of bounds, you drop along the line of flight. There's no three-minute search rule. There's barely a three-second rule. And there's no time for the honor system. Some holes, everybody is hitting at once. Sounds rather dangerous. Balls flying in every direction. 
Rick notices that these guys were wearing two rain gloves because they sweat so much. You think a four-footer is tough? Try it with your heart beating out of your chest as sweat pours out of your nose and onto the ball and then do it again for 17 more holes. I was running as fast as my 63-year-old asthmatic lungs would take me. I tried to make up for lost time by swinging really fast and really hard, sweat stinging out of my eyes, hitting pig slices and snap hooks, and only added time zigzagging across the course where Randy and Garland were zipping along in straight lines. Somewhere in the misery it hit me, all the done things I've done. I'd worn sunglasses, the sun was barely up. I put a scorecard in my pocket, you keep your score in your head. I had two ball markers, nobody marks anything. By the time we got the 6T, the speed group in front of us was already on number 8. Randy kept checking his watch. After nine holes, I could feel that hot pocket trying to stage a comeback. Oddly, it tasted the same either way. I was done, spent, finished. Smith saw my failure coming along ahead of time and a golf cart ready for me at the turn. I've never been happy to get into one of my life. My nine hole time was 45 minutes, about 10 minutes slower than these guys usually would go. And who knows what I'd shot, I lost count, maybe 45 over 18 holes. That would be speed golf score of 180. At the end of the experiment, these were the reasons I would never try speed golf again. The bull, 82% of the joy of golf for me is giving needle to my buddies, telling stories, locker room talk, recapping the glory and sorrow of the last hole. The job of it, the fun meter needle is about 1 16th in speed golf. It's more like timing yourself, cleaning out the garage. You feel good about it and when were you done, but the same can't be said for the flossing. No beer is allowed. You notice when you've been at the movie theater recently how Many times do you see gym advertising, people advertising the Lakers workout gear, Peloton, joining a gym, reduced fees. I mean, it's the thing I don't really want to see, although now I'm a, I'm a dedicated uh, gym competitor. I'm back in the gym again. I'm uh, back on the wagon, so to speak, or maybe the elliptical rather than the wagon. Although I'm probably going the speed of uh, one wheel on my wagon. Uh, the ultimate guilt fest, though. You're chomping away at like toffee-covered popcorn, maybe mixed with cheese. By the way, that's the best combination ever, British people out there. I thought the uh, the English popcorn, the British popcorn was probably the best. You know, the slightly sweet, I think they call it kettle corn in America. But yeah, you try the caramel-coated uh, popcorn with a little bit of cheese popcorn in there. Mix it together. That is almost as good as sweet and sour. It's perfect. It's as good as those sweet and sour prawn balls that you can get. And you dip in the sweet and sour sauce. That battery goodness. But I mean, that popcorn is good. But I don't want to be watching reduced-price gyms uh, trying to get me into the gym whilst I'm sipping away my ginger ale, which calls great amusement i don't what's wrong with drinking ginger ale at the cinema i mean i think it's maybe a british thing i just don't want coca-cola i just don't want it i want i want ginger ale i want seagram's ginger ale if possible um but yeah i don't want that sort of guilt this is a three-hour movie i'm thinking about I, i need to leave now i need to go to the gym i think that's what they need to do though they need to put gyms in movie theaters so you leave afterwards you've had all the treats you're basically bankrupt from spending all the money and then you can go to the gym afterwards and feel just a little bit better about yourself. What's your worst start to a Monday? Well, Friday the 13th has come <laughs> for me today. Quite literally, it's really come. It's like Big Ben bonging in my ears. I know that it's Friday the 13th right now. 
And even, even on Friday the 30th, never seen this before, there was a banana skin right in my path, right in my path, I walked the dogs this morning, there was a banana skin, but I managed to, in a very athletic fashion, traverse it. I didn't, didn't have that problem. But the worst start to a Monday morning, and this is like Friday the 13th come early for this guy. So I was walking the dogs uh, on my morning trail. Absolutely love that sort of morning walk. Beautiful morning walk with the sunrise. But I approached this car, uh, parking lot. And, you know, if there's like some uh, like foreign cars, there are cars that shouldn't be there. They, they clamp them. They, uh, they basically make it impossible for you to move. It's the old clamping situation. They, didn't they have a TV show in the UK in the 1990s about this clamper? And he got death threats. Anyway, these poor people were clamped, ready to be towed. Um, and the poor guy was just sitting there. I mean, he had a lifeless look on his face. He was just sitting there, window down. Um, I mean, he could have been playing the uh, Beethoven th- uh, Symphony. Uh, because it was really a sort of bah, 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 moment. And he was looking forlornly into the distance, thinking this is possibly the worst way to start my, how am I going to explain this to my work? I'm sitting here, clamped, ready to be towed. And it wasn't my fault. I didn't know that I, d- I needed to put the ticket in the windscreen and I forgot to. I live here, but I forgot to. I mean, can it get worse? I hope that guy's uh, week got better. Because, I mean, I as I, as I, uh, went into the distance I saw the tow truck arrive and I saw the beginning of the altercation now his, if his blood pressure wasn't high enough it probably was once the tow truck arrived and he realized that he forgot to put his residency ticket at the front of the car before he went to bed that night I saw this uh, by Bilston it's a to-do list and it's all bullet pointed. Delay, defer, evocate, make some tea, procrastinate, look at Insta, stroke the cat, readjust the thermostat, dawdle, dither, hem and haw, fill the kettle, chew my jaw, write nine words, spin on a chair, play six games of solitaire, observe the merry dappled light dancing on the page of white, review my words, paper scrunch, stroke the cat, break for lunch, prioritize new tasks to shirk, Ponder changing world of work. Look at Insta, spin on a chair. Make a brew, loiter, stare. Reorganize a kitchen drawer. Attempt the crossword, eat coleslaw. Write nine words, cross six out. Stroke the cat, stoke self-doubt. Make tea, stroke cat, Insta, stare. Coleslaw, chair, spin, solitaire. Stroke tea, make cat, chair, slaw. Wallow, write to-do list for tomorrow. All you Brits, try this. This is from Very British Problems Official. Try this game in a busy public space with a friend. Each get a cup of tea. Take it in turns to have a sip of your respective teas and after each sip, make the ah noise of appreciation. You gradually get louder with each sip. Whoever goes the loudest wins without getting arrested. So this is how my Friday the 13th started at 2 a.m. this morning. I was having a lovely sleep. I can't remember what I was dreaming but and all of a sudden I heard a huge siren in my ear and it wasn't these type of siren that you see swimming along like Daryl Hannah and Splash. No mermaids to be seen on dry land or dry docking. Yes, it was the smoke alarm, fire alarm, whatever you want to call it. I thought finally the guy next door had set fire to my closet. 
with his marijuana. He fell asleep smoking a spliff and set fire to my closet. I mean, everybody says I dress very well, but I don't have a, a flaming hot closet. I wouldn't call that. I don't want that. But it wasn't that. It was just going off and off. Poor George, Maggie, howling in pain with this searing sound going on and on. Got up onto the chair. No step stool around here, Chappy Towers. Pressed the button. Tried to loosen it. Siren still going off at two in the morning. I'm thinking, oh my God, this is going to wake everybody up. Is the building on fire? What is going on today? I cannot handle this anymore. Am I going to have permanent tinnitus in my ears? My head was ringing. My eyes bloodshot from tiredness. Called up the people at Chappie Towers to come along and try to help. And somebody actually answered the phone, strangely enough. This lady called Natalie answered the phone. At 2 a.m., very, very calm, almost sort of robotic cyborg calmness. And uh, asked how I could help, and I told her that I'm basically going insane here. My head's going to explode. I mean, if you have the right pitch of sound and it's loud enough, I know your eardrums can explode. Can your head explode as well? I'm sure at the right pitch. And it was close. And the poor dogs were suffering even, even more. So she said, call this number. It was basically calling Travis. Was Travis going to be white, white night? I didn't know, but Travis had a place in the property. He has a place at Chappie Towers. Travis, the rather hunky maintenance man. Not my, you know, not my cup of tea. I, I sort of bat for the other side, but, you know, he's got a certain debonair American looks about him. And uh, it's, answer the phone, very, very groggy. I think he was afraid it could be the cricket situation again. Yeah, not me getting up to watch the test match. I'm talking about the cricket insect that was behind uh, my fridge. And uh, he manfully came and rescued me last time around. That's what he did. It was a fantastic effort. But no, he could hear the siren going on. He said, I'll be there in 10 minutes. He arrived. And it literally took him 10 or 15 minutes to take this thing off the wall to stop it from rigging. And I could tell that his head was going to explode at the end. And, you know, he turned up. In just, uh, you know, just his PJs. He had his PJs on. He was like the, uh, he was like basically the Mr. Motivator, Adonis of PJ wearers. He wasn't pajama man by any means. But he fixed the whole problem and he said sorry. Sorry for me. Sorry for the dogs. Sorry for, him health that, for himself that he had to be raised from his deep slumber. And then I couldn't go back to sleep. So I read four days editions of the London Times with my ears still ringing. So here's a story from the week that uh, warms the heart, warms the cockles. And it just shows you how uh, bands, singers, singer-songwriters really do appreciate their fan base. So pop star Paul Heaton has put money behind the bar of dozens of pubs to mark his 60th birthday. The ex-House Martins and Beautiful South singer has planned a tour of 60 chosen venues, but it was abandoned due to the pandemic. Instead, he has urged his fans to quench their thirst and toast in his honor. In a Facebook post said, enjoy a birthday drink on me until the money runs out or the bar dries out. He said, drinks are on the way, thankfully. Folks who bought my records or showed me support over the years. The Grafton in Hull, where Heaton and his House Martins bandmates are regularly uh, regulars and inspired the group's 1986 hit Happy Hour, is among the pubs on the list. Heaton returned to its bar with performing Jackie Abbott's uh, his partner, 
to film the music video a few years ago. The 60 venues include pubs in Cornwall, Scotland, as well as ones in Wales, Belfast, Dublin, and the west coast of Ireland. Heaton's original tour plan uh, would have seen him cycling between venues around the UK. Now, that's Thursday work had to be shelved after the pandemic caused delays in recording his new album. Now that's when, if you were cycling around the UK going from pub to pub, you would want to be in the back of the tandem, as I was talking about last week. That's the easy rider situation. Heaton shot to fame with the whole base House Martins in the 1980s. They've had two successful albums and hit singles, Caravan of Love, um, and also Happy Hour. After the band Spitty formed the Beautiful South in 1988, the band became one of the biggest selling UK acts of all time, releasing 15 albums over nine years. Most of them went platinum. Now he performs in a duo with Beautiful South bandmate Jackie Abbott. Like most renowned Italian artisan chocolate, Giordetto originates from Piemont in Italy, where it's considered the king of Italian chocolates, made of a rich paste consisting of fine cocoa mixed with premium hazelnuts that grow in the Piemont's long region. It's hugely popular with the locals. Some have it with an espresso for breakfast and after a meal with snacks and aperitifs. Usually wrapped in a thin silver golden or colored aluminum foil, the ingot-shaped treat has been produced by local chocolatiers for centuries. Its birthplace is in the region's capital, Turin. That's hosting the Eurovision Song Contest, all those beautiful Euro boppets. I hope they'll be using the chocolate as well, which has been known as Italian's chocolate capital ever since the maitre chocolatiers began making sweet artisan delicacies for the House of Savoy and the royal dynasty established in the Savoy region in Italy in the 1500s. The name Giandietto is thought to have come from the carnival figure Giandula, a jolly wine-loving peasant. That's how I was known back at university, a jolly wine-loving peasant, a serf, popular in the 1800s which embodied the Epicurean nature of the locals. Initially called Giva or Stubbs, uh, Giannotto became famous for the general public, apparently got their first taste as the treats were handed out during Turin's 1865 carnival celebrations by an actor dressed as Giannula. Uh, according to the revered artisan chocolatier Guido Castanga, uh, Giannetta is uh, far more than just an iconic chocolate. It's a symbol of Turin and a big part of the city's identity. Uh, Paul Giandiotta was born as a second-class surrogate for cocoa. It has humble origins, but then became the elite niche product of the highest quality, the first ever to be wrapped in foil in the history of chocolate. It was originally born out of the necessity to overcome the cocoa shortage in mainland Europe when Napoleon Bonaparte conquered northern Italy and declared war on Britain in 1806. He banned all English imported goods, including cocoa beans. As a consequence, pastry makers in Turin decided to switch to something closer to home, the hazelnuts that grew in abundance in the surrounding hills. After mixing them with sugar and very little cocoa, they still had them on the shelves. They were able to create a rich paste that eventually refined and honed into Giondiata. Giondiata isn't available all year round. Artisan boutiques halt production when spring is near to avoid selling melted chocolates, which is actually another gourmet delicacy made with the Giondiata hazelnut paste. For those who prefer their chocolate and Nutella style spread, Giondiata has its own version of crema, uh, spangmable, the Giondola, which is slightly granular texture that tastes wonderful on bread. Like Giondiata, crema uh, spalmabla is made with painstaking precision. Our spread is, in the end, a product of 72 hours of mechanically mixing and kneading the paste 
that's three whole days, while other gender spreads are ready in four hours. While uh, Faletti spread is 40% gender hazelnuts, uh, Castagas contains 68%. Castaga has reinvented uh, Giandietta by creating a highly refined roundish take called Giannot, meaning young lad in local dialect with premium Venezuelan cacao and sugar cane instead of uh, sugar with 40% hazelnuts. Six-time gold medal winner at the International Chocolate Awards. But as Italians say, one chocolate calls for another and when it comes to Giandiotta chocolate, it's hard to resist the temptation to eat the whole lot no matter what size it is. So ice baths are becoming very, very popular. I was talking about this at the top of the show where people are taking whiskey barrels, old tin baths. My grandfather and grandmother used to have a bath out in the uh, Bullock Shed Yard uh, where, um, you know, you basically fill up the uh, the tin bath there and you'd go and have a bath basically outside in the uh, with a tin bath. And I um, can't imagine in the, in the dead of winter how... Uh, Talking to my lovely though, I said, why don't we try the chirothet? Why don't we try the ice bath? I think it might be a wonderful thing to try. And she said, over my dead body, basically. Over your cold dead body, because you would be pretty cold if you're dead and in an ice bath as well. Um, But yeah, wasn't wasn't a fan. But her biggest problem with it is she was worried about the increase of leg hair growth. Another hair growth. Uh, she really thought she'd come out of the tin bath and look like a hairy sea monster. I said, no, darling, you'd never look like a hairy sea monster. Don't be very, very silly. Sasquatch, maybe, but never a hairy sea monster. Absolutely ridiculous. And another thing to worry about, you know, especially if you're taking the communal ice bath, is the whole icy, cold shrinkage issue. It could be very, very embarrassing. I mean, that's why I would insist on wearing a Victorian bathing suit if I was taking an ice bath. Time Traveller warns new species will emerge after the ground opens later this year. I mean, it's quite a scary story, isn't it? Judging by the Time Traveller boom on TikTok, it's safe to assume you can take those claims of a heavy dose of salt probably the Himalayan pink salt, I would say. For those who aren't on the side of the social media platform, dozens of people have come out of the woodwork of late claiming to be from the future in order to warn people about various catastrophic events. TikToker Kari Leonard, who goes by the handle of the Hidden God One, <laughs> that's a sure sign that we should be listening to him with his uh, obviously proof of him being a deity. To be fair, they've garnered over 175,000 followers with time travel themed content. So you can't really knock them for trying. In one video, which has been viewed a whopping 6.7 million times, they claim that viewers have leaked a document from one of the Time Movers highlights, three dates to remember in 2022. First, 14th of July, they reckon America's biggest ever earthquake, Nick going the Great Split, will hit, rupturing the ground in the process. With extreme weather impacting the world in recent years, that one's not completely out of the realms of possibility. Second, August the 9th, this alleged document says 2 million people around the world will mis- mysteriously disappear. They made, a, they made a show about that, the leftovers, for God's sake. He's just, he's just plagiarizing the leftovers. It seems that these events get far more far-fetched as the year goes on. The third and final, 3rd of October, we'll see creatures known as stalkers showing up around the world. Well, that's, you know, when you, an Oktoberfest... 
that's what happens if you've had too much of the German beer you start seeing people appear and they start following you uh, and you might be seeing double as well so you might see two or three different stalkers if you, these claims are legit you would have seen the mass disappearance occurs after these stalkers appear but hey we don't write the rules while the jury's out on whether any of these will come true the online community aren't convinced time traveling has warned us december 2021 and nothing happened a third pointed out i swear you said everyone will gain superpowers on the 23rd of december 2021 others compared the second prediction to thanos's snap in avengers infinity war bros living in the infinity war we won't insult your intelligence by one in septillion's chance that it does come true. Let's hope we don't have to stick around as easy stalkers take over the planet. I mean, if Jacob Rees-Mogg was a... I, I think it's time that you, you stalkers now return to the office. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast today. It's been an absolutely wonderful, absolutely beauteous having you here. It's been a delight. It's been a delectation. I've really enjoyed my time with you today. Listeners of Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese. But remember to boost up the already uh, considerable figures. I mean, we get a decent amount of people. I think people like listening to me around Christmas time. They've got lots and lots of listeners around Christmas time. I'm more of a winter chappy than a springtime chappy. I think people fear to see me in uh, either my dad's shorts or the budgie smugglers. I mean, there is a great fear of me slipping on the badgie smugglers. Yeah, we don't want that any of that nonsense going on, do we? But like and subscribe. I'm uh, keep uh, keep cheese on Twitter. Keep calm and cauliflower cheese on Instagram, and I'm across all platforms. Basically, as the Earth opens up, as these uh, guys on TikTok are predicting, you could probably hear. Uh, keep calm and cauliflower cheese emanating from the core of the earth and when i'm talking about core we're probably talking the core of a cox's orange pippin apple anyway apple music apple podcasts you can listen on there spotify has a audio version also slacker breaker pandora iHeartRadio. you can listen on audible amazon music google podcasts Basically, wherever you get your favorite podcasts, listen, tune in, listen to the Mac catalog. There's so many episodes now for you to choose on. You could probably, yeah, as it is, you listen basically for half a year now. There's half a year's worth of episodes out there for you to enjoy and soak in all the wisdom that I have to garner. Uh, but if you like music, if you like music interspersed with your chappy, then you can listen on the Butler Emporium Musical Edition on Spotify and you have some bangles. You also have uh, some sh- a band called Shampoo, Paula Abdul, Missy Elliott. Uh, you have some Sheryl Crow, some T for Two, some Beautiful South, The Beatles, 1975, and some good old Yacht Rock if you want to sail in the sunset, maybe with that bottle of Champers draped off your toe, chilling in the icy cold Atlantic or Pacific. Or maybe if you're in the south of France or the Mediterranean or the Aegean, maybe it's a little bit too warm for draping that bottle of champers off there. Anyway, coming up next, we have the poem. This is Charming Spring. Reminiscent melodies serenade the morning breeze. Feathered creatures nest with care in cherry blossoms pink and fair. Perfume scent of roses flow 
Tiny blades of green grass grow. Misty showers soak the earth. Glorious colours come to birth. Gathering clouds come and go. Rain, sun and vibrant bow. Dainty petals, fancy flare. Dancing in the warm, sweet air. Violets, yellows, purest white. Graceful, gentle, welcome sight. Thank you, O sweet, lovely spring. Patiently waiting the charms you bring. I will be back again before the close of the weekend. Have a lovely one. Slip, slap, slop. It's going to be warm, I think, in a lot of parts here. So make sure you put your Panama on and a nice dollop of sunscreen on your nose. Until next time, it's Chappie saying cheerio.